0: Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions and issues. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial
2: 713-783-6655 and be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome to Understanding the Human Condition with your host, Dr. James Flowers. Hey, you.
0: Did you hear that voice, Ruthann? Her, that's her radio voice.
2: <laughs> that, that's my podcast <laughs> voice. my Southern Bell
0: voice. I love it. Hey, Robin.
2: Hey, you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Especially today. We've got a really fun guest.
0: I am so excited. Ruth Ruthann Rigby, one of my dearest friends and mentors in our field, is with us today. So, Ruth Ruthann, welcome. I'm so glad you're here.
2: Finally. Oh, I'm so glad it finally happened. Yes. Me too. We've been talking about this since last fall, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. We yeah. had a reschedule or two. Yeah. I,
0: I we're think so we're on, here. We're on episode thirty two. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. But you would have been like No, so
1: it was thirty episodes
2: ago. <laughs> yeah. but pretty much.
0: You, you <laughs> I, I was gonna say you were probably in my mind gonna be guest number two. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're yeah. happy that you're number thirty two. <laughs>
2: we are. Yeah. But we'd much rather you were here in person. Maybe next time, huh? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. I wish I was. Yeah. I wish I was there with you in Houston. But
2: you two are going to be together soon at a wedding, huh?
0: We are. We're going to a wedding in Austin.
2: Oh, lucky, lucky.
0: Yeah. Mm, Super excited. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit.
2: Well, so Our girl is getting married. I'm so excited. I wanted to read a little bio about you. I'm sure that everyone watching this knows you. But for the few moms and dads out there who don't, I have a little bio to read, and then we can have some good conversation. Great. Okay, good. Ruthann Rigby is a prominent figure in the addiction recovery and mental health spaces. She has worked with some of the leading treatment providers in the United States and was recently recognized by a resolution from Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant Because of her sky-high ethical and professional standards, she was nationally recognized with the Silver Shoe Award at the 2019 Admissions and Marketing Symposium. In 2008, Mississippi Governor Haley Barber appointed Rigby to serve on the state's Drug Court Advisory Board. Rigby has served as a board member on numerous community organizations, church and leadership committees, and behavioral health associations. In her free time, Rigby serves on the advisory board for the Center for Hope and Healing at the Broadmoor Baptist Church, where she is on call to work with any family that crosses her path. She is dedicated to fighting for those caught in addiction and ending the cycle of dependency. Her leadership and action has been proven over and over again by her tireless energy and passion to change and save a person's life. Ruthann, along with her husband, retired, uh, retired Colonel Joseph Rigby, is that right? are co-founders of 501c3 yes. nonprofit organization, First Responders of Mississippi. They created this organization to help first responders in their greatest time of need with assistance, wellness, and hope. Her purpose and passion is helping those who cannot help themselves. Welcome. That's awesome.
0: That's pretty amazing. Oh, I'm so excited to
1: be here. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Ruth Ann. You know what? My first question after... I'm. Uh, I've known you for so long and I know so many of these things some of these I didn't know the that Robin just read but where does your sense of giving back and where does your sense I know the answer to this but where does your sense of service come from
1: my sense of service comes from being a person in long-term recovery yep. and I actually got to physically pick up my 24-year chip March Yay, 1. Um, I went in person. That was my very first in-person meeting in a year. Wow. And uh, oh, wow. And, uh, there and I've been vaccinated, so, um, yeah, I, I felt it was okay to go back. And, yeah. Uh, and that's where my sense of purpose, that's where my sense of service comes from because um, it's ingrained uh, in my recovery DNA, if you will. Absolutely. And um, you know, somebody moved heaven and earth for me to get Mm -hmm. the help that I needed and um it's only right for me to do the same thing
0: Yep, and you do do that I see you well pre-COVID we saw each other all over the United States at conferences and at get-togethers and in Austin and Arkansas and everywhere else and and Everywhere Ruthann is, a there's a crowd, <laughs> but but B there's a laughing crowd, a Aww. fun crowd, sometimes a crying crowd, Love and that. and she is always helping other people in whatever way she can, and it's just so, it 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 is amazing in this field. You know, we talk about that sense of service, and we talk about giving back, and. And certainly there's a lot of people in our field that give their time, mm-hmm. but Ruthann gave her life. She gives Aww. her life every day to this. And I have been, it's been an honor to me to watch that Ruthann. So Aww. thank you for what you do and congrats on 24 years.
1: I'm actually here. Uh, I live in Jackson, Mississippi, and I'm actually at my office when I'm not traveling. And of course I have not traveled in over a year, yeah. um, so I'm at the Center for Hope and Healing at Broadmoor Baptist Church, where I work out of um, when I'm not traveling. And you know, I'm the Chief Development Officer at BRC Healthcare uh-huh. in Austin, Texas. So I stay pretty busy.
0: Yeah, you know, BRC Healthcare is one of my Marsha Stone and you and BRC Healthcare, three of my favorite things in life. But I really want you to have the opportunity tell the world about BRC Healthcare.
1: Well. I love to talk about BRC. I know. Um, our dear friend, Marcia Stone, I met Marcia Stone many, many years ago. And when you meet Marcia, she just happens to also be blonde. So we call it Blonde Southern Bell Power. <laughs> True. Southern Bell Blonde Mafia. If uh-huh. that's needed. Um, and when I met Marcia, honestly, my life changed. Uh-huh. I mean, she's uh-huh. full of passion, she's full of purpose. She's full of those things that I want for myself, but what she truly is hmm. is a warrior for recovery. Yeah. And um, and you admire people in your life, and you want what they had. And when I met her, my life changed, and um, and we became really good friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't imagine. Uh, doing what I do without Marsha and Drew and Caitlin and Mandy and Tracy and our yeah. team at BRC, because I've never um, been with an organization that goes the distance like we do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can talk about it from a personal matter. And, and this was many years ago. And James, you know what I'm about to say, you know, when yep. my nephew was in trouble, I called Marsha and, That's right. and hmm. um, led him to BRC and, when my nephew was in trouble again, I called James. That's you right. You know, <laughs> and you call the people that you trust the most uh, to help you in your greatest time of need, and Marsha certainly has been that with me. But you know, I started um, as a referral source. I started seeing the change in the clients and patients that I was referring, and the families that I was referring to BRC, and it was just extraordinary. And mm-hmm. I had never seen um, a change like that in, in where I had referred patients. You know, certainly I, I'd say there's a, there's an experience in life where your feet are on the ground and you can have a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And uh, BRC is one of those uh, organizations that I had that at the minute. I, my feet hit the ground there. Yeah. Um, and... Um, And that's truly, you know, where we get the purpose to serve is we want to help as many people as we possibly can get to the right level of care. Because as you know, not everyone um, is going to go to BRC. I mean, we do what's best for the family and the client. And, you know, that's what really probably sets us apart. We we always want to give family options.
0: Absolutely. You know, a word that comes to my mind as you were talking about Marsha, and I was listening to you. Um... And talking about you calling Marsha in a time of need and Marsha calling you and <clears throat> is authenticity, right? Mm-hmm. Is is being surrounding ourselves with people who are authentic like ourselves and authentic like we want to be, right? And, and my niece is an example. You know, I called Marsha because of her authenticity and her passion. You know, my niece, as you know, had been to 19 or 20 treatment centers 19, Robin. Mm. She was only 42. <laughs>
1: goodness. 19. She was
0: a hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> she had not been sober more than, I think, maybe she'd reached 90 days one time since oh, she was goodness. 16 years old. And uh, and she called me and was in San Antonio. And I thought, <sighs>
2: hmm.
0: okay, let me call Marsha. And called Marsha. Marsha took her on a scholarship without asking took mm-hmm. her on a scholarship and said you know get her here today started working with her and and 28 days later Marsha called me or 30 days later Marsha called me and said oh she's not going anywhere mm. <laughs> and i said what do you mean I, I, she it, she's already had a 30-day scholarship and she said james flowers she's not ready to go anywhere and six months later she was still there Oh wow! and and, and let me tell you, it's been three or four years, I think, three years maybe, and she is my niece is healthy, one day at a time, oh, in yeah. recovery, BRC hung the moon, uh-huh. Marsha hung the moon, you hung the moon, and it, it saved awesome. her life. I don't think she had another relapse in her. I really don't. And oh. so you and I have – I like that, that we can call each other. When I need something, I can call Marsha and ask. And mm-hmm. when Marsha needs something, she can call me and ask. And Ann, it's this nice – and, and we have other friends in the in the field, of course, that we're very close with that we can do that. But that's one of the amazing things mm-hmm. about the recovery community is that you have your network of people that are authentic and that you trust and want to give back, and and that we can help each other, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, and one of the re- ways that we're able to do that certainly, like we did with your knees, is through the Mark Houston Foundation.
0: Yeah, tell and, us about um, that, yeah. please
1: mark houston foundation uh marcia started in honor of mark houston mm-hmm. who was the original founder obviously but you know we have uh, families who donate to the mark houston foundation to help other families who necessarily do not have the funds to be able to come to treatment yeah. and so we serve uh, many, many people through our foundation
0: yeah it's amazing yeah real quick before i forget Uh, If someone wants to donate to the Mark Houston Foundation, how do they do that?
1: Yes, they can go to our website and make Mm -hmm. a donation through the website under the Mark Houston Foundation.
2: That's great. Good. Cool. Well, so you mentioned in your pre-podcast notes how important it is for us to be able to work professionally, staying well in all areas of our life personally, you know, emotionally, spiritually? Do you want to talk more about that and give some people advice? I
1: think very important for people who work in this field uh, that we do is to stay healthy mm-hmm. and to be able to stay healthy. And if you're in recovery, um, you need to work a healthy program, and that's continuing to go to meetings, continuing to sponsor and be of service. You know, part of giving part of keeping what we have is giving it away through service mm-hmm. and but it's also continuing to do your own work with a therapist or at a retreat center because what we do is very very grueling i mean mm-hmm. we're all called 24 7 you know i think i saw seven families yesterday um and i mean it's it's you know overwhelming that's right and but, you know great people, the great support system that I have in my life, and and James is certainly one of those, you know, they have have shown me the way to to be responsible to self. And for me to be responsible to self and to be able to be responsible to others, I am, um, I have to do the next right thing and take care of myself. And I give my support system, and my support system is a small group of people that I trust, Mm -hmm. and they can call me out when I need to be called out, if my behavior is changing or if I'm, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, I lost my mother probably 10 years ago. I try not to keep up with dates. Yeah. You know? uh, sometimes dates can get cloudy, but when I lost my mother, my uh, my friends circled up around me and they said, you know, uh, you've got to go get uh-huh. some help before the end of the year. And I was like, I don't have time. I'm too busy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do that. I've, I've got to take a call. <laughs> I've got a conference to go that. to. Yeah. You
1: know, and, you know, I'm, I'm proud to say that I went to onsite and, mm-hmm. and did the living centered program and it changed my life because, and it changed my life in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, but it helped me, it, ha- it helped catapult me to where I needed to be. It helped me personally. It helped me professionally. And, you know, there are many other organizations similar that have um, intensives, if you will, mm-hmm. that you can go spend a week or two or three weeks and, and do the work that you need to do. And, and um, you know, like our friend Judy Crane, you mm-hmm. know, she does amazing work with intensives. So, you know, we have amazing friends that yep. do amazing things that allow us to continue to get the help that we need and to remain healthy.
0: That's right. And, you know, one of the things that you said that also resonated with me, because you and I have also both lost colleagues, uh, to addiction, uh, and some of those colleagues who worked in the addiction field, right. Mm -hmm. And who were in recovery and relapsed and unfortunately died. And it's so important to say that working your work in the addiction field is not your recovery. It is not your sponsor.
1: That is exactly (laughs) right. And, You know, and I think we have to, we have a responsibility to newcomers in our industry to be mentors. And, you know, I I can't speak for James, but I know that I call people out on their behavior. Uh If I see them doing something wrong, I'm calling them out on it. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm also protective of our young people. Um, that are working in this industry and that goes for men and women uh-huh. um, because sometimes there are people that aren't unhealthy that prey upon young men and young women mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tolerate it uh-uh. and And I think us as a as a group of caring individuals that we have to be able to take care of that behavior on the front end so we're not doing something on the back end that causes someone to relapse because of something that's happened to them so it's just very very important to, you know, maintain being healthy.
0: Absolutely, it is. You know, and I think one of the ways also, certainly you work a great program and you have your sponsor and you have your network, but another thing that you do obviously is the service part. And you and your husband founded a 501C3, the first responders of Mississippi, first Mm -hmm. responders of Mississippi. Tell us more about that.
1: Uh, My husband is a retired Lieutenant Colonel from the highway patrol. Um, he retired with a total of service for law enforcement of 32 years wow. and we had a critical incident happen in our state uh, about five and a half years ago and um, we saw a huge need for first responders. I was already on a task force um, for first responders if something happened and you know we would be sure that they got to the right level of the care or a debriefing or an evaluation mm-hmm. or things of that nature. but. After this critical incident that happened with there was loss of life and you know three other people were um, shot, we saw a need. And I have to say Jody and Colonel Tuggle that you know and, uh-huh. and a couple of other people. Um, in 24 hours, uh, we raised over $50,000 to get them out of the state simply to get them out of the state, uh-huh. to go to Florida to have a place where they could actually start the healing process. Yeah,
0: wow. absolutely.
1: And, um, and so through that initiative, First Responders of Mississippi uh, was born, if you will. And actually, um, we are also um, the overseer of the Mississippi Opioid and Heroin Summit now uh-huh. that um, we founded in 2012.
0: Right. that nice. I've had the pleasure of you know, attending.
1: And if there's any any money left over from the summit of course we hadn't had the summit since 2019 right. now but um you know uh, first responders in mississippi is the beneficiary of any monies that's left over from the summit
0: that's great and and i love that summit it's so important and uh you didn't have it in 2019 clearly because of uh well 2020 right uh you had it in 2019 right. yeah so Tell us about your year in COVID. What happened uh, to you, and how did you navigate that? How did it affect your your own human condition? And when do you see yourself putting uh, the next summit, opioid summit, back on?
1: Um, that is a great question. Um, you know, we um, it was bit, it was very hard. It was very hard for uh, us as healthcare providers. It was very yeah. hard for first responders. Um, you know, I can remember Jody, um, keep in mind, you know, he's a retired colonel, uh-huh. and, you know, he said, you know, I wrote uh, the policies and procedures on a pandemic if it ever came to Mississippi. Wow. And so, if you think back, if we think back, and we've done this often, um, he started accumulating things in uh-huh. um, October of 2019, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I can remember... January, you know, that's when we first started hearing, you know, really more and more about it. Sure. And, um, I, he said, we need to go to Sam's right now and load it up. And, you know, my. I probably need to say, my name is Ruth Ann and I'm a, uh, I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> I mean, look, if you look at the desk, yes. I, I mean, right. I, I mean, I've turned into a germaphobe. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, And I say that with a lot of love and concern because, you know, we just had to do all the things that we had to do. But what Uh we did is we saw um, first responders who did not have the supplies that they needed. Uh They did not have KN 95 masks. They did not have face shields. They did not have the supplies they needed to do what they needed to do. Uh And so um, through some people that we know, um, we were able to secure, um, Okay, you know, in 95 masks that uh, through a partnership with the Attorney General of the State of Mississippi and the Department of Public Safety and the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, you know, we were able to uh, secure quite a few masks and we helped distributed those. And we also became a distributor for other people who had received masks so we could be sure that the first responders were able to get them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Thank you for doing
1: that. And Jody actually, Uh, contacted a company out of Texas, Mm -hmm. that uh, started making face shields. And um, Hmm. they heard our story and, you know, we bought some face shields, but then they sent us some face shields. Yes, they
0: did. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) You know, uh, you're such a leader around the country, but within the state of Mississippi itself, you're you're well-known, you're a well-known leader, you're a well-known woman in recovery, and you've had your two vaccines. Tell people around the country your own experience of why you believe, because I want, I'm going to give you a little soundbite. I want you to put this on your Facebook. (laughs) Why is it important? I want you to be a role model. Why is it, why is it important to be vaccinated? Ruthann Rigby. (laughs)
1: Um, For me personally, it's the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and being a person in long-term recovery uh, teaches me to be responsible and, um, I'm responsible and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I'm a person who has a, um, uh, previously I've had a lot of medical issues, mm-hmm. but I was not going to let fear feed me mm-hmm. and stop me from doing what I need to do. Because, you know, uh, when we were born way back when, mm-hmm. and we won't say what year, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, our parents got our, us vaccinated right? and, you know, nobody could have ever seen what we were hit with last year. And, you know, I just, I thank God that we do have a vaccine. You know, we have, uh, three different types of vaccines and Mm -hmm. it's just important to, um, get vaccinated. You know, I can tell you personally, and I'm probably going to cry. I mean, you know, we, we lost a lot of friends that we knew to COVID Yeah, and, um, and I fight hard and you and I are both advocates Mm -hmm. and, um, you know it's the right thing to do it is and yeah. i'm very proud that mississippi today announced that we have opened it up for 16 everybody 16 and older to get a vaccine and and that's something that governor reeves and dr thomas Dobbs at the department of health mm-hmm. and and dr paul byers had they have worked endless endless hours to be sure this was taken care of you know and and just to have that experience from You know, registering Mm -hmm. um, to to go and get your vaccine to and and I I was lucky enough to be able to get mine locally, but my husband had to go, you know, two hours Mm -hmm. from here. Right. And again, you know, recovery teaches us to go to any lengths. Mm -hmm. And so if we have to drive two hours, we have to drive two hours. Yeah. But having that experience with him of going Um, to Greenwood, Mississippi, and see our military doing an amazing job of coordinating from start to finish, and the Department of Health, and the nurses, and, Mm. you know, everybody. It's a huge undertaking Mm -hmm. that, that, honestly, that these people are sacrificing, Mm -hmm. and it just really, really made me proud to be a Mississippian. It made me proud to be an American, and for us to be able to do that, um, you know, if you feel comfortable, you need to go get a vaccine.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. And is there anything that you, know, you would- in
1: December, I mean, you know, people said, and, and we have, we have not gone anywhere. I mean, we have done everything that we have supposed to do and, and things of that nature. But, you know, in December, we had friends get sick mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, what mm-hmm. are we going to do? And. You know, we're the healthy ones. I mean, literally, we have hazmat suits, we had face shields, we had masks, we have gloves. And this is how we, we go. Uh-huh. This is how we roll. Nobody knows who we are. It's great. <laughs> you can have a Halloween costume all day long. That's right. And nobody knows who we are. Yeah. So, but, you know, we get to do that, you yeah. know. But we took care of our friends, you know, during the month of December who couldn't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, but we've lost dear friends to COVID. We've yeah. had, uh, friends lose their parents. Um, you know, and, um, it's just, I mean, it's, it's such an unknown thing yeah. that it it, 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 you know, it's just like addiction. Yep. This is how I view it. COVID is just like addiction It's cunning, baffling, and powerful.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There and you if go. you don't get mm-hmm. your
1: house in order, it's some things are going to happen and so by getting vaccinated you get your house in order
0: there you go that's Mm -hmm. the sound bite right there there you go (laughs) exactly thank you for doing that because it's just Mm -hmm. so important you know we're both blessed to have had both of our vaccines because we're frontline and see patients every day and work with with the community and and I feel exactly the same way, you know, if you're comfortable mm-hmm. and if I can help you, if I can help make you more comfortable and answer my limited knowledge on COVID questions or the inve- the vaccine questions, I'm happy to do it. But mm-hmm. you had a question. Yeah. No,
2: I was going to say, where'd you go, Methodist? Did uh, you go to Methodist? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: They, they were almost, a well-oiled machine, too. It was
0: just like They really easy. were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really was.
2: So you have some upcoming projects. Let's highlight those because yeah. we're running out of time here, but I want to get those in there for you. Ah! So Wait, James said we had four hours today. Oh well, well. we have as long
0: as we want, Ruben.
2: So, so do you want to talk about those upcoming
1: R2 projects? Sum it up.
0: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Go Boys ahead. and girls, clubs. I would
1: I'd love to talk about those things. Um, you know we have a great partnership first responders of Mississippi uh, here locally and you know if I if one takeaway from me is get involved in your community know what's available in your community mm-hmm. um, uh, we have a great partnership with the Boys and Girls Club of Central Mississippi first responders in the Boys and Girls Club we do a toy drive every year for them mm-hmm. uh, this past uh, December 2020 uh, uh, 20, um, it took on a different uh, layer if you will yeah. and we actually um with covid we were able to also help first responder families not just boys and girls families but first responders families and um i can tell you as a wife of a first responder it's very hard for a first responder to ask for help no matter what it is Uh and they're the last ones to ask for help but um we had some uh secret santas if you will that um made sure that we knew that there were some first responder families that were struggling and we were able to help them, you know, and that's about giving back. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, uh, we're just proud of that partnership and, and, but people have got to get involved in their community. Um, I was at a, an event last week and, you know, I don't know about your uh, overdose deaths that you're having in Houston, Mm -hmm. but Mississippi is just, a uh, an epidemic here. I mean, it really is. I mean, um, and so we have been, you know, we've been in meetings via Zoom and things like that. But, you know, um, you have to know the resources in your community. I mean, you, us in the industry know all those resources. But, you know, there are people that come from all walks of life. And, and you have to be familiar with your Department of Mental Health. You have to be de- um, familiar with your Department of Substance Abuse Services. Because remember, every state got opioid and heroin money, and they're still distributing the opioid and heroin money for people to be able to go get help that they need, no matter what their ability is to pay. And so I encourage everyone, wherever you're viewing from today, whether it's Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, Arizona, wherever you're from, you need to get to know your people at the Department of Mental Health. And so you can work together. That's right. um, Because... It's going to take all of us to make a difference.
0: Yeah, you, know, you know, it is. This morning on the radio, on NPR, driving to work this morning, uh, they announced that it's about time that the Sackler family, who founded Purdue Pharma and OxyContin, uh, finally agreed uh, to give uh, five billion dollars of their own money from their own family trust. And yes. that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I want. I think they should give more than $5 billion myself. But th- at least from yeah. their own sack of money, they gave $5 billion. And that's going to come to us. It's going to come to Mississippi. It's going to come to Texas. Yes. And it is going to yes. help us with prevention and treatment. It
1: is. Okay. It is. And, you know, the attorney generals, no matter what state you're from, a lot of them got on board to be sure that that happened.
0: Absolutely. And
1: so, you know, I just encourage you. Get to know the people where you live and in your catchment area because it sure makes life a lot easier. And people ask me all the time, "How do you know so many people? Where well, you get involved in your community?"
0: That's right. You know,
1: last week I was unloading an 18 of water <laughs> because we were hit with a water crisis that we haven't had water in a month in Jackson wow. since the yeah. ice storm. Yeah, and so you know, you get active in your community you know brc is notorious for getting active in our community in Mm -hmm. austin with the homeless and everything like that
0: absolutely and you know
1: we we partner with austin Med in december we do that big event with Mm the um coat giveaway i mean there's just so many ways to be of service yeah absolutely yeah You know,
2: it just dawned on me, you being in Mississippi. Remember your friend, the uh, neurosurgeon? What was uh, Mm -hmm.
0: Dr.
1: Lee? Is he or her? No, he's
0: in in Hattiesburg, but they know each other. Okay. All
1: right. Gotcha.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Well, we're running. Mississippi is just a small town. And everybody. (laughs) (laughs) everybody You were asking me what events were coming up. And um, we are going to have the Opioid and Heroin Summit this year. We're still trying to figure out when we're going to have it, whether it's going to be in September, or October, we're trying to navigate that. Now uh, we want to be able to do a hybrid where some people can come in person and some people can do it via zoom or, sure. or other ways of technology, but we're doing that. Um, and just, you know, just trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm also the co-founder of the Southeastern eating disorder conference and our leadership team there, Um, It's a very boutique conference that we created. And and Robin Mooney has been a part of that for many, many years. And and, uh, we have postponed that to 2022 because it's the right thing to do. And that's. That's what we do As responsible people who work in healthcare, We make the right decision.
0: Absolutely. That's right. Well, you are an amazing leader and a great yeah. example and someone that we all look up to. And, and thank you for everything that you do. And if I can do more for you or for any of your organizations, if you need me as a speaker or to come unload an 18-wheeler with you, Aww. you know, you can always call me and I'll be there.
2: Oh. Yeah. And the, and if anyone needs to wants to reach you, how do they reach you at BRC or um, follow up with you?
1: They can, they can certainly call our 800 number, and that number is 866-905-4550. Again, that okay. number is 866-905-4550, or they can email me at rrigby. That's r r i g b y at b r c recovery.
0: Yeah. And Perfect. BRC Recovery saves lives. It is mm. it is absolutely just one of the best things going in the United States as far as recovery and mental health treatment. Uh, so thank you, Ruth Ann, for representing Marsha and who's a wonderful friend of mine. And uh, they just do great work. Y'all
2: yeah, do. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. You know, I've just never. You know, been with an organization who offers a full continuum of care for start to finish. And it's just amazing to see the miracles that come out. But it's also amazing the families that we help that go to other places, too.
0: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah.
2: And Dr. Flowers, if someone wants to reach you, how do they follow up with you?
0: Same thing. Go to jflowershealth.com and our phone number is on there. 713 783 Six six five five. Yes. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I always have to check too. <laughs> but definitely go to the website and there's a contact form on there. But um, Ruth Ann, I can't wait to see you in person and give you a big old hug. Thank so you. So when Ruth-Ann. we can do that again, and and I love you so much. Thank you.
1: Love you. And thank you so much, Robin, for your patience and tolerance in coordinating this today, yeah. and, You're and
2: just on it was a the pleasure BRC
1: Healthcare and, and first responders in Mississippi. Thank you yeah. for having me today.
0: I'll see you shortly in Austin.
2: Look forward to meeting you in person one day. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.